Welcome to another episode of Motivational Sundays with Kevin and Friends. This episode is brought to you by RMK Productions and the 10 United Podcast Network. Our mission is to use you know, our story and our voices to inspire, share experiences and perspectives using the framework of teaching, learning, and modeling. Our purpose is very simple, hope, helping other people every day. For those of you that are jo joining us for the very first time, this show was originally created from the over 300 quotes that I had created for the contents of my books. Always curious about how quotes landed on other people. Were there words that just laid there on the page? Were there conversations to be had? So I got together with some of my very close friends, highly intelligent people, beautiful people that are doing um, important things in their community. And we got together and we created this show. Hi, my name is Kevin McLemore. I am uh, one co-host. I am joined with Larnez Kinsey, my co-host. We have the silent killer. We have Gilda James. All right. And we have her um, boy, Friday. That's Christopher James, better known as her husband. He's always there, Steady Freddy. And we have, wait a minute, Nahim Garcia. All right. I <laughs> I would like to say something funny about his introduction, whatever, but I know he'll hunt me down and beat me like I was his little brother. Um, <laughs> and then we have the poet, as you know it, the queen of the spoken word, our author, our educator, Miss Denise Lopes. And today, oh, I'm going to tell you, this this quote made me think, scratch my head a couple of times. Mm -hmm. um, as, like, you know, we've said it already, this quote was deep. So um, I'm going to ask one what question. And I'm going to send it over to everyone. So this quote today by Larnez, it says, in the absence of a clearly defined goal, we become strangely loyal to performing daily trivia until ultimately it becomes enslaved. We become enslaved by it. Oh, boy, oh, boy. That's like carrying two of your cousins to a donut shop. This is heavy. Larnez, tell us how this quote landed on you. Wait a minute. Let me say something. I don't want to offend anyone that has any cousins that's going to a donut shop. Krispy Kremes and I are, are, are very close. I know how sensitive we are, so I have to put that disclaimer on there. If you don't want to take your cousins, take your girlfriend, take your boyfriend, take whoever. I don't care how they do it, whatever. Just don't be offended. It was a joke. All right. Mm. And if I offended someone, I'm okay with it. It's Sunday. God forgive me. All right, Lanez, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, grand rising to everyone. Um, this quote. So I find myself when I just reflect on my life, um, when I'm in it, I feel like I'm doing something in purpose. But when I realize the time that's passed in reference to my goals, I noticed that I get distracted with my habits, right? Um, I always say that where I'm going is different air, right? I've never been in, been in corporate spaces, so it's a different air for me. So me navigating the different people and different events that I'm going through in this new space where I see myself in and I drew a map there. So I know where my goals are. I don't know how I'm gonna get there, but I know what I have in front of me, right? 
I also am still attached to my habits, right? Which is my nine to five, which is me working 80 hours a week for 19 years, right? So even as I space myself away, I have a habit of working 80 hours a week for 19 years, right? So even if I'm not doing that, my habits now, and again, reflecting on life, I realize those habits are not conducive to my health, right? So I try to create a new environment where I can excel, but I still have the habits of working 80 hours a week, right? And I really didn't notice that I was doing it, right? Because I'm working, but it's something that I love doing now, right? So me working 80 hours, it's natural to me. My husband had to say, hey, so I know your goals were to get more time and get your time back, but you're still putting in the same time, right? You have to understand what you're doing and what you want, right? So that made me reflect. And when I came across this quote and having clearly defined goals, and not losing sight of them when you get caught up in your everyday habits of life. Like, again, I've been working, a, I've been a civil servant for 19 years. It's like brushing my teeth now. I don't even, I can close my eyes and still get to work. I don't even have to know the route because I'm gonna get there, right? It's just automatic to me. So learning that and being able to see once you have clearly defined goals and you don't lose sight of it, you don't get caught up in, you know, the daily habits of life. I hope I, ex you know, explained how it hit me. <laughs> Boy, 19 years. Yeah. 19 years and you still haven't freed yourself from those daily habits. Yeah. Oh. That, that is deep. I know some people have drawn more, 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 more time in a free space and feel trapped and can't figure out a way to get out of it. And um, I know you've got some things work, working in the background that's going to allow you to set sail in your own destiny. Um, I grew up and I had a quote um, that I said, free your mind and your backside would follow. All right. Um, I, I remember you know that word is legal. You can say that word online. You know it's legal. All right. Free your mind and your ass will follow. You know, Thank you there very was, much. It's there Uncle was a Boogie movie. Baby. Yeah. You, listen, listen, look at him using that show voice. I got to pay him some money. Because the strike is over with, I got to pay him some money. He gives some residuals for this. All right. Um, there was a, uh, a young man that was on uh, America's Got Talent. And he had been wrongly incarcerated for 20 years. And Simon asked him, or I think Simon or Howie, I don't know which one, one of the males asked him, said, how did you survive 20 years in prison? And the guy just simply said, he says, they imprisoned the body. He said, but my mind was always free. So with that said, okay, we're going to give a couple finger smacks, claps, um, to our, our spoken word uh, artist, Miss um, Denise Lopes. Um, how does this quote land on you? And I'll repeat it for people that are just 
tuning in, in the absence of a clearly defined goal, we become strangely loyal to performing daily, daily trivial, and ultimately, we become enslaved by it. How does that land on you, Miss Denise Lopes? Uh, that one just landed on me this year because uh, remember I started the newcomers program. Um, yep. We met during the summer and everything, and I'm thinking the administrators are going to do what they're supposed to. They don't do it. So I'm the one starting to do everything on my own. So I didn't have a goal for the, I had my personal goal, like my professional goal, how I was going to do the program, but I didn't have a goal for the policies and stuff they're supposed to do, their part. So I was just working, working and working that I got myself sick because I was just stressed. I didn't know what to do. So uh, when the doctor put me home for three days, I had to think about it. My goal was the classroom, was the students. I'm going to teach the students and things start getting better because I had a goal. I had a focus. I was not depending on anybody else uh, that did not have a goal for my class. Um, so that really, when I was reading it, I'm like, well, that was me beginning of the school year because there was no goal. I didn't have uh, what to expect like from the administrator I don't know what they wanted me to do but uh, it was part of my fault because I should have had a goal for my classroom and a goal, and a professional goal and I didn't and it bit me in the ass <laughs> big time <It's> <laughs> that's how it landed on me like it just it uh, happened to me so um, change is good and yeah. sometimes struggle with change and um and we we know change is coming but sometimes we have to be the change you know yep. for people eyes it's welcome and that's how habits are changed um christopher james all right i know we're going to go deep and let me say this yes. because it's for my i grew up in a military family i know christopher you have served and for those of us that have family members um, brothers and sisters, cousins, best friends, um, aunts, uncles, uh, however you identify yourself. Um, on behalf of this show and RMK Productions, we want to thank you for not only your service, but the sacrifice you have in order for us to have the freedom, in order to have an open conversation um, that we're having right now without being enslaved because of our opinions, our thoughts, um, and just the way that we live our lives. So Christopher James, military man, we love you, man. How does this quote land on you? It's, um, you got me choked up first, Kevin, so let me clear my throat. Um, and thank you. Uh, as nope. far as, it's just... open, open moment. You can cry on my show, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you, thank you, I'll, I'll, I appreciate that. Um, but, my, my answer to that service is, um, it's always been, uh, it was 25, 25 years, nine months. And it was, it was what I attribute to being a kid locked in a video arcade with a bag full of quarters. So I was okay with that. It was, it was my pleasure. I, I enjoyed doing it. Um, and I wish I could, you know, say all the fun things that I did during those 25 years, but most of them are still classified. But anyway, uh, going, going, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, we got to know now. We got, say, we got a real agent up in <laughs> Is any of this stuff mm. in any of your bathrooms? I'm sorry? 
any of this stuff is classified hidden in a bathroom someplace in your house? No, no, it's it's all uh, in here, but it, but it's slowly fading away. It looks like the hair slowly yeah. fading away. Um, you're smarter. Than the last guy that that hid classified document documentations, you at least memorized them. <laughs> I, I I try to keep my conversations as non political as possible. Oh, I was um, talking to my cousin Larry. Oh, <laughs> Kevin's in a he's in a place today, man. Yeah, <laughs> what you had a gummy? <laughs> good save, good save. <laughs> um, getting back to what Larnes said about uh, her eighty-hour uh, weeks, um, I thought it was perfectly natural to go to work before the sun came up and then come home at night. I thought that was normal. Um, I can relate sometimes uh, on my boat where I would call a friend of mine thinking, you know, I had a question for him, thinking he'd be still at work. And the answer has been, my God, he, he left at four o'clock. You know, what are you still doing working? And I said, well, there's work to do. The sun's still up. Um, and I had to get out of that mindset. It, it took a while. It took a long time. But I just assumed that that was, you know, what was expected. And I just did it out of uh, habit. But this quote, and I, it, it is, it's deep, it, it's a heavy quote. Uh, I was able to break it down to uh, one of the oldest quotes I can remember ever hearing, the, uh, the old idle hands um, quote, you can see it from the Bible or whatever. But um, it's, it struck me as, as a variation on the idle hands quote and in this case the devil's playground are those you know um routine or ordinary things that we get into that we become enslaved by in other words losing sight of everything else we, we now have some trivial thing that is now dragging us you know to and fro be becoming our new model um but again let me go back to my military uh, my military upbringing i if i saw that as a fault and i do where we allow uh, routine things now to become uh, paramount in our lives and we become enslaved by them my only suggestion would be to allow yourself to broaden your picture and read Basically, study every single thing, every single aspect of your life and just life in general. What I'm trying to relate this to is we tend to hear things on the Internet, on, 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 the, on the news, and simply take it as fact without going into it any deeper and, and examining it before we accept it and allow it to become part of our new direction, our, our new life. My... Um, Suggestion would be allow yourself to be more broadened, to be more open to what's happening, and inspect every single thing that you pick up. In other words, don't just say, "Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's that's the truth. I'm, I'm I, I believe that. I, I'll buy into that." Um, give yourself a moment to think about it, uh, research it if you need to, but um, don't allow yourself to be taken in by those trivial things that you know they're simply everywhere. Um, that we now adapt it as our own and we come and become enslaved by it. In other words, uh, a lot of us, 80% of what we see online or on television 
isn't true. It's just somebody's idea, somebody's, con somebody's conception of what they think may have been true. Look into it, research it. Take it apart before you accept it as your, as your new truth. Um, and, you know, uh, as far as your own personal goals, by all means, keep them close and dear. But, you know, like I said, this is a, this is a heavy quote. It took me a minute. Uh, I, had to, I had to take it apart and try to make sense. But um, it's one that we, well, I, I can see every day people uh, falling into that trap of where you're now believing, okay, things that aren't true or whatever, but you now allow your life to be directed by that thing, that untruth. Um, research, take a look at it, read, keep your ears open. Research, learn. <laughs> Ears open. Remember, they said the most dangerous man or woman in the world is the person with an education. <laughs> you, you just heard heard that. <laughs> All right. Um, don't run away from this knowledge. Run to Christopher. Uh, Gilda, Miss Gilda James. All right. Congratulations, all those people that have stood up for their rights with the SAG Astra strike, the writer's strike, whatever, congratulations. Congratulations for those that were in power, the power that realized the bigger picture was to be more humane and to share the wealth. Congratulations for you to be a deep thinker. So, um, Gilda, in the absence of a clearly defined goal, we become strangely, strangely loyal to performing daily trivial until ultimately, we become enslaved by it. How's that quote land on you? Me, um, I've been uh, uh, in the union for over, let's see, over 20 years. And um, before I got in the union, I spent most of my time doing, you know, work, eight to five work. I used to. You know, I worked for the government. I did that for over, I don't know, over 25 years. And, um, and, and the thing is, you know, I didn't focus as much as I wanted to as far as the acting part of um, being in a union, doing, um, being an actor. So the easy way for me to um, get around that was just to take jobs as they come as like, background work so this way it don't require a lot of thinking because my mind is uh, my mind is focusing my mind is focused on the job that I'm doing from eight to five so and that and I haven't gotten the opportunity to do that and so now that I do have the opportunity because I'm retired I don't have to worry about focusing my um my mind on my eight to five, I just simply um, concentrate on what I, I want to do in life with acting. And this show, as far as um, me being on it, it helps me to find, you know, find my goal and, and to pursue it by, by um, I don't know how, to express my problem is I have a hard time to express myself. That's my problem. 
And this is fun. the place. I think this is, I think this is the place for me to start acting and finding what my goals are as far as being myself and trying to relate to people in my way instead of sitting around listening to everybody say, uh, talk about this situation. You know, it's all good. It's all good. It's just that I have to be better at participating in presenting myself. Uh, you, well done. I'm going to clap for you. <laughs> Job well done. That's the most difficult thing with me, you know, trying to represent myself as an actor and, you know, I'm working at it. That's the one I'm working at. One thing, Gilda, difficult is easy. And you performed it like a rock star just now. Congratulations. Now, I, I, I will tell you, when you talk about difficult situations to be in, you know, you never want to follow this young man. This is like, you know, being at a talent show and you got three songs that you're going to perform and you've been killing it in rehearsal. They're all Michael Jackson's songs. And all of a sudden, Michael shows up and sings all three songs. And then you show up. That's me. I have to follow this amazing, deep brother. He's a great human being. He's been a great friend. Um, one of the most talented people that I, I know. One of the most passionate people that I know. One of the most gifted and humane people. He, he has touched his, the, the lives and souls every single day of young and old. He has traveled from Boston to New York in order to have young people perform the spoken word, and he is championing them. He has taught people how to act, to be true to yourself. All right. You thought I was going to introduce you again, Christopher, didn't you? I thought Ladies you were going to introduce Christopher myself. I was like, damn, Chris going twice? Damn. <laughs> Ladies this and gentlemen, my brother from another mother, and this is going to be uh, tough for me to follow this act, Naheem Garcia. In the absence of clearly defined, <laughs> we become strangely loyal to performing daily trivia. Ultimately, we become enslaved by it. See how I nailed it that time for you? You did it just for me. And, uh, for you. I was, uh, thank you, first of all, th thank you, Kevin, for that lovely introduction. And um, happy Veterans Day to you, Chris, one of my, Chris and Gilda, one of my true loves in my life. They're wonderful. And Denise. Lars and that's we getting it together. I'm gonna go to New York and holler at you. We're gonna run around with you, me and your husband, cause havoc. I've been thinking about this quote all morning. Um, it's not an easy quote to just spit it out, but it's also easy because if you think about it, in the absence of of clearly defining your goals, which is survival, work, we become strangely loyal to performing a daily trivia, which is the routine, and ultimately becoming a slave into it which is chasing your tail. What happens is that survival kicks in and you have to work. For example, I'm self-employed. Um, everything I do is what I come up with. And if I don't come up with it, there's no money. And in the process of that, my children have suffered. My children have suffered because my priorities as far as survival has interrupted and I've become a slave to my survival and not to my priorities, even though my survival is a priority. Because if I don't work, I don't eat. And if I don't eat, I starve. 
So in the process of trying to just be a human being and do what you got to do to take care of business, you get consumed by it. And in the process of being consumed by it, you become a slave to it. And as you become a slave to it, you don't have the freedom to do other things. And nobody understands because now everybody's looking at the fact that you're always working or you're always doing something like Arnett said about 19 years and can't get out of the routine. It's it's hard to get out of a routine. We haven't mastered that. Very few people have. Very few people could juggle a bunch of things and still be able to, you know, make everybody happy. Um, recently, I just discovered that because once they called the union, once when they said the strike was over, I get called for this film that I was in to go sit on a panel and I had to go to New Hampshire, interrupting an opportunity to spend some time with my girls, my daughters. It caused one of my daughters to have a very difficult shit triggered her. It went back to the time when she was, you was always busy. If it wasn't working here, you was doing that. And you never made time for me. And, you know, she, as a parent, you know, my oldest daughter gets it because she's a parent. My other two kids are not parents. They just like, you know, they want to spend time with their father. And their father wants to spend time with them. But I'm busy going to the plantation because if I don't go to the plantation to pick the cotton, mass are going to beat me. Beat me means I'm going to get hit with all kinds of bills, backtrack situations and now you're not only enslaved you're depressed unable to move and unable to unable to break the chain and somehow we have to learn to break the chain and it's not going to be easy because as long as there's survival in it you don't learn how to live and learning how to live is the ultimate goal we'll leave it right there because i don't know what else i could go with it and no. i'll real deeper thank you My uh Larnes. Like I said, you are, all of you guys are hard acts um, to follow. I mean, listening to each one of you guys' uh, share took me to multiple layers. I have a couple events where I'm going to be speaking to um, a group of high school students, 201, January 10th. Um, high school students is called um, Students Speak, where they kind of air out what they um, how they're living issues, and they always invite a speaker December 6th. Um, uh, I'm going to speak to them. And the first thing I, I said when they they invited me, I said, you do know how I feel about education. And um, I said, am I going to be censored? Because otherwise I don't speak, because I, I have a position on how our education system is. We're, we're not graduating high school students or eighth graders entering high school students to be protective um, business people, independent contractors, or whatever the case may be. We are just recycling human beings and passing them through a system. And I'll leave it at that become, before I become too uh, didactic. But the other thing is, when I looked at this, and this was my first thought, in the absence of a clearly defined goal, I always speak to young men about being present. I think Naheem you know, you and your brothers, we talked about this. We, um, fathers that were going through divorce, of being present in our children's lives or being absent from our children's life. Every single day we perform um, daily tasks that our children need to see us do. Like, your, Naheem, your children need to see you going out to work. They need to understand the sacrifice that you have to make. But where our children get, get their education, it's not a formal education in school. It's what we go out and we bring back. They have to understand when you're picking cotton to your own the fields of your, your uh, uh, that yourself and you start to plant your own seeds and start to harvest your own products, 
This is part of the process until you can free yourself from the chains that we can use that says enslaves us. And so when I talk about fathers and fathers being present in their lives and women, no matter what the circumstance or relationship it is with the father of your, your children, it's not your baby's daddy. He's the father of your children. You know, we've got to get rid of some of these terms because he is the father. The first child, the first example of a man is the man that's in present in that child's life. The first man a woman learns to love is that man that's present in her life. If that life or the example of a man is questionable, why be surprised when her behavior in public and in private becomes questionable? Why be surprised that every time you see your daughter, she's on TikTok in a two-piece bikini. She never speaks a word. We don't know how strong she is or whatever. Or the only thing you know is your son has got a six-pack and all he does is lift weights for likes and follows and so forth. Where we're really being enslaved is in our mind. Mm. Because we don't look up and we don't see the stars. We don't lay in our front yard and see the figures in the clouds anymore. We have to find out how many likes, followers, and how many new friends we have on, on these social medias or whatever because we're afraid we're going to miss something. When you show up at the expensive health club that I have and you're there for two hours and almost 190 minutes of your, your time that you're there, you're looking down and sitting on a piece of equipment that's supposed to make you better, but you're scrolling through trying to find your music. You're trying to find who, who returned your, your app. You're returning emails of, of people that, you know, you're supposed to email while you're at work or pretending to be at work. And then two years later, you don't understand why you haven't gotten fit and you blame the health club. So we become strangely loyal to performing daily tasks. And why? It's because of choices and the actions that follow. And when you talk about the ultimate goal to every single person, and I spoke to, and I'm not going to get this acronym right, LGBTQT+, and whatever the other um, things that, that go along with it. What are we all looking for in life? We're not looking for more money. We're not looking for a bigger house. We're not looking to travel all around the world. We're not looking for a pinup boy, a poster girl, whatever. We're looking for one thing, great experiences with the people that we have that are close to us in our life. And the ultimate goal in life is to live and die happy. So with that said, I want to thank everyone for joining us uh, for another edition of Motivational Sundays with Kevin and friends. And before we leave, I'd like to sh share a little personal stuff with, with everyone because I want everyone to know all of our hosts, our co-hosts, Naheem. What have you been up to? Uh, the holdovers is out. <laughs> and... Um... I'm doing a little teaching last week. I had Chris and Gil to join me in the table read for another screenplay that we are trying to work on. And thank you both. You did great. Um, uh, trying to promote the holdovers, trying to make sure that this movie does what it's supposed to do. We're hoping uh, it's already getting uh, Oscar nominations and buzz, Oscar buzz. I'm on the Oscar buzz. Um, I get seen a couple of times in this movie. You get to hear me a couple of times, and um, and just teaching, just teaching and preparing myself uh, for a play that uh, that is very wordy, 
and my memory is not what it used to be, but we're going to make it work <laughs> one way or the other. Yeah, you know, trying to attack one of the, tackle down one of those August Wilson plays. And, yes. All right, Steve. <laughs> it's not, oof, yeah, but other than that, man, I'm just trying to keep my spirit right, my mindset right, um, because I've been enslaved to my obligations to try to survive. Uh, it's injured other people, um, and I've injured myself because of it. So trying to keep my head clear, my spirit right, um, it's not easy. It's, it's real easy to get depressed. It's real easy to feel sad. It's real easy to just not want to move and just lay on the couch and just sit there and, you know, dry your eyes every now and then. But you got to break that link. You got to break that link. So I got my butt up this morning and I got on this podcast with my friends and shake it off because there's plenty to do. And as long as I'm alive, I have a chance to repair what, what I thought can't be repaired. So, give you a chance. And like I said, I'm going to send you a hug this morning from a brother. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Denise, I know you're working on your book and I'm not going to give you any, any additional pressure on it, but you did say a deadline of the first of the year. So don't consider that pressure. Um, yeah. <laughs> doing great things with the children. All right. Like Oprah said, I do it for the children. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm very proud of the work that you do. And, um, and I, I know this time of year for all of us, it is, it, is tough because we have those relationships I mean, I, too, have relationships that are bent but not broken, and hopefully they'll bend in my favor over this and we'll find grace. And I think everyone needs to find grace. Um, it's not by the presence under the tree. It's, it's by the presence of what's in your heart when you're in the presence of someone that you like to surround yourself with the tree. So, Denise, what have you been up to? Um, doing a lot of homework for my uh, PhD, uh, but my focus right now is in my, my classroom because I have a lot of refugees coming in with trauma. So I'm trying to educate myself because I'm not trained in trauma and they're having a hard time. So that's my focus right now. I stopped focusing uh, on the um, administrator and stuff. So I'm focusing on what I could do, what I could control. So it's in my classroom, giving the kids all the love they need and teaching them English and the culture and um, make them feel welcome to the United States. So um, that's my job right now. And I still have my deadline for January 1st for my book, maybe December 31st, but I'm working on it. I made a plan and I said I'm, every day I'm going to dedicate a certain time of my day to that. So I've been doing that. I cleared my office downstairs, my woman cave. So I've been using it. So it'll be out. <laughs> I'm focusing. I'm focusing. I have goals. <laughs> Doesn't it feel good to wake up every morning with purpose? Look yep. at that. And then, and then have, yes, you know, five or six other people calling you on it to make sure you stay true to it. It's not pressure. All right. Awesome. To go. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. We love you. All right. We can say it on the show. Our HR department loves us too. Uh, Christopher and Gilda, what are you guys up to? Well, I'm glad to distract us over because this way I can focus more on my husband. All right. All right. Yes. yes. Can't wait um, to Because he's been so supportive of taking me here and there, here and there. I mean, every time you turn around, we're going somewhere, you know, because he knows that I'm dedicated in helping the union people. So he he was part of my um force of he was my support. Because if it wasn't for him, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here telling you. So well, yes, I I'm just relaxed, waiting, 
you know, just to see what they come up as far as they offer. And which is tomorrow, they're supposed to come up with that. And I'm, I'm hoping that I, I'll get um, some gigs. So, <laughs> you know, because I worked hard. I'm hoping that you, you you get more than some some gigs, and I'm actually hoping that the people and the powers that be don't penalize people for speaking up for themselves. I mean, uh, <laughs> Naheem is the voice in Boston of uh, the tribute. Um, if you get a chance to, to go up there, what is that, Naheem? Um, the the King Embrace, the, uh, the, the, the commons, the Boston commons, and it's called the King Embrace Monument. Yeah, we, we all have to be reminded of what MLK, Martin Luther King, stood for. And he wanted us to have an opportunity. He wanted everyone to be able to share in, the, in this life. It's, this life is not provided just for the few, but it's for the many. So the, the fact that when I saw you stand up there, um, I was very proud. I was proud of all my brothers and sisters that stood, and not in silence, but were very vocal to say that. Up front. Yeah. <laughs> up front. Them two. I hope that these opportunities feel your spirit and someone doesn't hold you back because of their own insecurities. All right. Uh, Mr. Christopher James. Okay. How you doing, sir? What are uh, you up to? Man, first off, I, I want to shout out to my brother, uh, man, Naheem, thank you so much for that opportunity. Yeah. I really enjoyed that read. And, um, uh, what was it? Um, I guess it was Andrea that said, you know, Chris, you just got to expect that when you show up, you're going to get four or five characters to, to read for. Because, uh, they, and you they did. Expect, <laughs> yeah, they expected of you. And, you know, Naheem, uh, thank you so much for the opportunity. To thank do that. you. Really, thank I you. Enjoyed, I enjoyed that. And, oh, by the way, not only did they do it and put in the, uh, hours of, of work, they did it for free. They did it for the love of the work and the love for me. So I am humbled and 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 gracious to you both. And you two held a very important and special part in my heart. You for real. And, uh, and the love that you have for each other overwhelms me with joy. Um, just hearing Gilda talk about her husband. That's sorry. That's the way it should be. Your partner's supposed to have your back. It's supposed to be appreciated and publicly acknowledge you for who you are. That's what makes a relationship between. Don't That's be going right. back or your wife's back talking ill over you. You know they're right. Don't you? Don't do that. You're supposed to be together, never divided. And yeah. learn that. Okay. Next week you're not bringing the quote. It's too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah, can't. Do that to, no more. <laughs> need a week to process and have dialogues. You can just <laughs> present on for twenty minutes. <laughs> a week of going yeah. back and forth. Uh, London, what are you up to? I know you got some big things coming over on, on the East Coast. What's up? Um, well, what? Well, our website should be launched at least by Friday. Fingers crossed, applesauce. Let's, we're gonna say that. Um, I have a book signing in December, so I'm preparing for that for my Black Girl Magic book. I'm preparing for that, and Naeem, if you ever ever need some parenting advice for girls i have five daughters two of them are in their 20s i've been there i've done that i understand my, young, my youngest is 24 and my oldest is 37 so i'm right there with 
and, and they still... <laughs> me, me trying to, to, to let them understand that you have to understand your father, even if you don't want to be involved with him. You still need to put yourself in that place, close your eyes, and say, I understand. You have to do that for you and for him. And I said, he doesn't have to see you do it. He doesn't have to know you did it. You have to do it. Because you're not going to be able to connect. Because your stories of the trials and tribulations and the sacrifices that you made, they need to hear. Because they're going to go through the same thing you're going through. And they're going to be doing the same thing you're doing, right? Give them all the information they need to make the right decisions. You need to do that. And it's hard. It's an obstacle because we fight our ego when we fight ourselves. And I have opportunities and I have responsibilities. But your purpose is to give them your story so they can have all the information. Because whether they know it or not, they're going to face the same things you're facing. Okay. Now, Gilda and Christopher, I hope y'all y'all need to get a story. Can somebody write a film on your love story? That would be so beautiful. All right. All right. All right. I just want to thank you. I'm going to wrap up. <laughs> guys, I'm working on production for our end of the year um, holiday show. We're bringing back the funk group from um, Dayton, Ohio. They're all originals. Um, members of Lakeside, Ohio Players, Zap, and whatever. We're going to be doing a free concert. This is our way of giving back at the uh, end of the year. Also during the um, holidays, we're working on producing my my book and animation. It's um, um, The World's Not re Ready for You. We're, we're going to release that um, during the holidays, and that's coming up. So with that said, everyone, to my, my team, my family, my best friends, um, love you guys. Um, and I like to thank all of my uh, people that follow our show, that share our show, um, that come to this space every single Sunday. Um, and we meet every Sunday at 9 a.m. You're welcome to, to join us. The link is in um, the, the videos that were released on YouTube. Go to RMK Productions and Network. And if you like it, you share it. Uh, if you don't like it, you know, watch it, you know, from there. Um, but we thank you. Uh, and remember, education is not designed to make you think. Education is designed. Um, oh, well, wait a minute. Let me sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was saying, because I know the quote. You say it all the time. I'm like, I think you might want to root through that. <laughs> education is not designed to be comfortable. It's designed to make you think. And with that yeah, said, One more take. One more take, Kevin. One more take. Let's do that one more time. And action. <laughs> not designed to make you comfortable. But education's design make you think. And with that said, my grandfather always said, when you get to a place in your life where you can help someone, he said, reach one, teach one, and we'll fade to black. Mm -hmm.